0: Good morning. My name is Thad Lanthrop. I'm the executive pastor here at Church in the Valley and we're continuing on in our message series um, this morning called Family More or Less Ideal. We do message series around here at Church in the Valley because we can go more in depth over several weeks than we can in just one 30 minute snapshot into a topic. And so we've been taking a look at different areas of the the family and today we're going to be looking at family life from the angle of expectations expectations can be a real killjoy in relationships think back to a time when you expected something from a family member and they let you down how do you respond in that situation do you respond grac- graciously maybe maybe not the typical response is, I'm going to make them pay. I had this expectations for them to come through, and they didn't, so I am going to make them pay for not coming through in our relationship. A few weeks ago, we were getting ready for our grand opening here at Church in the Valley, and all seemed to be going well. But one Thursday afternoon, I got a call from um, the company that was sending out mailers. We were trying to send out mailers, invite people to come join us here at Church in the Valley, and the call was not a good one. Um, The person on the other line called kind of frantically, wanting to get our payment from us so that they could send out the mailers that would be delivered in seven to ten business days. Problem was, seven business days was the day before the grand opening, and ten was not going to get there in time. So getting a flyer for a grand opening that happened two days ago is not the best way to invite people to come here to Church in the Valley. And so on the phone call I was, I was driving and so I said I'm gonna have to call you when I get back to the office, but I was ticked. I was, I was really mad. And I'm sorting through, you know, I had this expectation that it was gonna get delivered on time. We had turned in the art for it two weeks ago and I had no idea there was a problem until that Thursday. So I, I'm processing this on my way back to the office, and I get back to the office, and I say, well, i got to call them. I didn't want to, but I, I need to call them. And I, fortunately, God helped me in, in the call. So I, I called them, and I said, I, what I wanted to do was really just demand my money back and say we're never doing business again with them, and, you know, in a more forceful way than I'm talking right now. But... Um, <laughs> God helped me not to do that. And what I said was, I decided, okay, I just need to ask questions. Try to figure out what happened here. So I said, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. We turned this in two weeks ago. I wasn't told we had to pay before you send it out. And now you're telling me this, and now you're telling me it's going to get there beyond when it needs to be there. And you know what she said? She said, I'm so sorry. I misread your invoice. You have a different type of mailer. It'll get there in two to three business days. Okay, so that worked out good. <laughs> but my expectation was not met for that hour. <laughs> that it, and I was working through it. The emotions, unmet expectations rile us up. There's a flood of emotions that, that hit us when we don't get something that we think we deserve, especially when we've invested a lot of resources into something. And you know what? Family. We've, we invest a lot of our resources into family, our time, our energy, money into family relationships. And when an expectation not met, it, it, it riles us up. There's a lot of typical feelings that we feel um, when unmet expectations come up. One of those is, is anger. You know, something as simple as calling your wife on the phone and she doesn't answer can set you down the path to anger. She never answers, oh, I'm going to let her have it. It can set you down just the path to anger or resentment. It's another typical emotion that comes with unmet expectations. You know, you really needed your sister, your brother, somebody to show up to watch the kids on time. They're late again, so now you're late to your meeting. It can rile you up. It can start to build this resentment towards that person or just disappointment. You rearranged a time for a family event to happen, and the person you rearranged it for, they don't show up. You're disappointed. Unmet expectations, they stir these feelings and emotions in us. Now, I'm, I'm not an emotional guy. I I, honestly, I don't even like saying feelings and emotions up here. It's, it's kind of making me cringe a little bit. But I've experienced these emotions in those moments. And these emotions, they don't just stay inside of us. They come out. They come out of us. And typical responses that come out of us when we have these unmet expectations is, one, we're, we lash out verbally. We say something snappy or worse because we're angry at them. We're going to make them pay for what they've done to us. We were counting on them. They let us down again. Or we just wanted a nice family night for once, and you can't act appropriately for one hour. Come on. These verbal outbursts, they they can cause significant damage to a relationship. And when people are doing that, you start walking on eggshells around these people because you don't know when the next outburst is going to come. This causes the person who is outbursting to miss out on relationships and and also the the people who are are getting verbally lashed out at. Another typical response is to withdraw. We're going to sulk, give that person the cold shoulder so that they know we aren't happy with them. This is actually my typical response. Actually, I'm I'm more of like a heavy sigh, and then I'll just ignore you. That's kind of my typical response um, in these situations. But playing relational games like this, it will cause you to resent people deeper and deeper because you're not dealing with the problem. You're just ignoring them for a while, hoping they get the hint, but you're not dealing with the root cause. Another typical response is control. I get disappointed with the unmet expectations, so I'm going to control the situation to make sure that I get my needs met. I'm going to take charge, take control. Take a look at this video and take a look at, at the control that happens when the expectation is unmet.
1: I know, it's so insane. This is, there's nothing better than this, right? This is the greatest.
0: Unbelievable, look at this. I can't believe I... <gasps> Madison Marie,
1: will you marry me? Oh, babe. You hired a photographer, right? Yeah, yeah he's right. Yeah. It- I am so sorry. Do you, mind, um, do you mind actually coming a little bit closer? I, just, I don't know if it's going to share that well. If it's like, so far back. Madison Marie, will you marry me? This is still from the back. Do you mind if we just switch spots so that the cameras... Madison Marie, will you marry me? Oh, my my hair's up and I didn't realize. Do you mind if you scoop back so we get the skyline in the background? Madison Marie? Cut. Sorry, I don't like my middle name. Uh, can I take a look at that? I just want to see if it's... I wanted this to be a surprise, but at least you could have given me a hint. I don't look good in any of these. Okay. Yeah. I'm sweating right now, and this can't be good for my complexion. What are you talking about? The lighting is, like, really harsh. It probably looks like a Picasso painting. It's... Cloud-wise, what are you thinking? More? Yeah. yeah See, so you, when, you, when you turn around, is right. it already going to be open? Yes. Madison Marie. I'm already wearing it. Okay, oh. <laughs> All right, take it. Okay. Give me
0: the ring back, and oh. then we'll start from the top. Okay. okay.
1: I read a blog. The perfect time for engagements is like 5 to 5.30.
0: i trying to do something fun for you, and you ruin it ruin really? every oh my gosh
1: okay I'm let's know try it. if i can even do this anymore. all right here we go well you're gonna be that you're gonna be turned around right. anyway, so i'll just start right. on my name right, thank you knee. you got a double chin in this one switching things up we're gonna have camera guy here sound guy right here john continuity take right knee i'm gonna go left hand it's gonna be bigger right can you photoshop that as soon as he opens the box we're gonna have a sweeping zoom motion and then coming all the way up revealing the beautiful skyline i'm going to say yes and it's gonna be great all right from top So then I'm gonna either go here or here. What do you think? Or we could go this way. I feel like no one sees me though, because my face is pointed out. No one needs to see your face. (laughs) Say it a little bit more like you believe in it. Like do it, how would I say it? Marrying you would be hashtag relationship goal. Who says that? You will! (laughs) Rowan. I just want it to be like how they do it in the movies. I don't know, I'm just not feeling the production value of this.
0: Production? What What do you want from this?
1: Oh, I don't know, first thing that comes to my mind? La La Land they didn't even get married spoiler alert cut Madison's engagement take 43 great hurry right. first position put that somewhere first position oh, babe it's so
0: beautiful yeah
1: look at all these likes
0: fortunately that is not real because I don't know that that proposal would have ended up happening if they had to go through 43 43 takes. But controlling it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on a relationship and the family members, and it it can really do some damage. As you can see in in the, the video there, expectations have a huge impact. On family. Now, we're talking about family life in this series, but the pr- principles we're discussing, they apply to all areas of life. Work, friends, you know, we have expectations across the board. And so, how do we avoid causing the damage that's done by these typical responses? Well, this, the first step that we need to, to do is to set realistic expectations. <laughs> There's so many ways that we can set unrealistic expectations. Um, recently, I have found myself, I was getting frustrated with my daughter. And I, what I realized was it wasn't her fault. It was my fault. I was expecting her to act like her older brothers, but she's only four. She needs more help than they do. So the frustration that I was, uh, feeling and, and, you know, doing my heavy sigh about, was something that it was it was my my fault my problem so we need to set realistic expectations and the first thing that helps in setting those realistic expectations is to identify where they came from if you're like me you might not even realize the expectations that you have. I pretty much think I, I don't have any expectations, but then I feel angry or disappointed or resent someone, and I realize, oh, I had an expectation in that situation. You might be like that, or you might know exactly what you are expecting from a, a situation. But whenever we recognize that we have an expectation, it's important to determine the source of where that expectation came from to decide, you know, is that really right for this situation to have that expectation that we had? You know, in the video clip that we watched, she said, I just want it to be like the movies," And that's where we get a lot of our expectations. We just want it to be like the movies or TV or whatever it is that can easily permeate into our lives but the thing is with tv and movies they have things called scripts that help everything to just work out just perfectly they also have big budgets that you know most of us don't have to be able to put on the proposal or the the date or the special family vacation that we see So getting your expectations from movies, TV, media, that can lead to a lot of disappointment. So where are you picking up your expectations? Where are you getting yours from? Maybe it's through social media. You see pictures of families going on vacations, and you think, you know what? We we deserve that. Our family deserves an expectation or a vacation like that. Or maybe it's the so-called experts that you find around. Maybe that's where you get your expectations, or celebrities, or whatever, wherever it might be. But the Bible warns us against getting our expectations from things that make sense to us. Take a look at what Proverbs fourteen twelve says. It says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. There are expectations that seem right to us, but... You know what? They end up killing our relationships because they're not real. So it's important to ask ourselves, where did this expectation come from? Is this a way that just seems right to me and so it's not really based on truth and it might cause some damage if it's unmet and I lash out at somebody? Or is is this a real expectation to have for somebody to come through on? And the time that we spend consistently reading the Bible is a huge help in setting realistic expectations. Consistently reading the Bible is a way for us to really find what we can expect out of life. Jesus set us an example for spending time with God. We see this in Mark one thirty-five. It says, "Very very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house." and went off to a solitary, pray, solitary place where he prayed. It's vital to spend time with God. We see this example from Jesus there, but it's not only vital just to spend time praying and, and reading the Bible, but it's important to apply it to our lives. Psalm 119, 9-11 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. You walk right, Rightly. By guarding your path according to God's word, the Bible. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's as we read the Bible and figure it out and how to apply it to our lives that we can really align our expectations for life with what's real, what's true that we find in the Bible. I've been dealing with a lot of expectations lately. It's just been an extremely busy year for our family. And then also at church here, we've moved our Sunday service location, which was a lot of work. And then we moved our church office. Um, and we also launched the Fontana Church uh, plant team, the launch team, um, out. And there's just been all these things going on with our normal stuff that we have going on as well. And on top of that, it just feels like one thing after the other is going wrong at home. Sickness, things breaking, um, whatever it might be. Just an example, my son Blake, he had strep throat three times in a row. He got it, take his antibiotics for 10 days a week later, get it again. Take his antibiotics a week later, get it again. It was just like that. It's been like that pretty much since January. One thing after the other. And so I had built up an expectation that, you know what, it's been, it's been hard and there's gotta be a break coming at some point, right? There's gotta be one coming. And so in my mind, it was gonna be the week after the grand opening. And I had built up this expectation that life would get back to normal, whatever normal is anyway. Um, but life would get back to normal, but it didn't get back to normal. My, Wife, Gina, got sick, and she's been dealing with with sickness. And so it's just been even more difficult than it was before, which seems to be how it works sometimes. But God gave me encouragement through the Bible. He helped me to adjust my expectation of what I was thinking it should be like. I was spending time with God, praying and reading in the book of of Job um, as part of my just daily time with God. And the book of Job is he, he a lot of bad things happened to him all at once. He lost his family, lost all his wealth. And um, what God did through it is Job's asking why, why is this all happening? But in Job 17, 9, it says, yet the righteous holds to his way, and he who has clean hands grows stronger and stronger. And what God did was he encouraged me through that verse to not put my hope and my expectations on when I think the break is coming or when things are going to get back to normal, but my hope needs to be in doing what's right with the things that are in front of me. And as I do that, God will grow me stronger and stronger, grow our family stronger and stronger as we deal with that. God shifted my expectation, and it was really helpful in that situation. God will use the Bible to help you, to correct you, to change your your expectations, to be more realistic. And another way that that is helpful for making realistic expectations is by picking wise friends. Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. The friends we choose, they have a profound impact On our life. If we choose the right friends, they're going to encourage us to have good expectations. They're going to encourage us to do what's right in situations. I want to encourage you pick the right friend group to be around consistently. Right now, we have groups starting up here at Church in the Valley, and we have a lot of people around who are trying to live life the way the Bible says to. I encourage you look at the groups. Think of one you can sign up for. If groups don't make sense right now, maybe a meetup. Get around people that way. Go to a a one-time meetup. Have some fun with people. Get to know them. It's important to set the right expectations. But after you've set the right expectations, it's important to learn how to respond when those expectations aren't met. There's some needed perspective that we get from the Bible that will help us in learning how to respond rightly. When those unmet expectations happen. So we can respond to unmet expectations rightly by realizing the grace God has shown us. That's a perspective shift that we need to have. If we realize the grace that God has shown us. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us has sinned. Sinned. that means that we've chosen to go our own separate way apart from God. We've chosen to go our own way apart from him. When you have a perfect God and imperfect people, then there, there's there's a a break in that relationship that can't be restored by any of us because we have all chosen, we've all gone our own way. But God made a way for mankind to... Restore their relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect life, did what we couldn't do on our own. And God made a way, if we admit that we are sinners, if we believe that Jesus Christ was God's son, and we commit our lives to follow him, that he believed that Jesus died on the cross, having lived a perfect life, commit our lives to follow him, then we can have a restored relationship with God. But this restored relationship, it doesn't come from anything that we have done. It is only by God's grace. Take a look at Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Realizing the grace that God has shown you helps you to extend grace to those who don't meet your expectations. We all sin. We're all not perfect. So we should expect others to not be perfect too. They're going to let us down at times. So maybe you would never do what that family member did to you. But you might do something else. And you've turned your back on God. You've tried to live apart from him. And it's God's grace towards you that should remind you to extend grace to others. When someone lets you down, you don't have to respond in anger, frustration, or control. You can respond with grace. Undeserved favor is what grace is. You can respond with that undeserved favor in that situation. This does not mean that you keep putting yourself in the same situation to be let down over and over again. You know, if somebody has proven themselves to be unfaithful in handling certain situations, you probably don't want to keep asking them to to be um, and counting on them so they just don't meet your expectations over and over again. But you don't need to make them pay for what they've done. That was just going to cause more problems in the relationships. And another way to respond to your unmet expectations rightly is to recognize that God is still in control. We're going to take a look at a verse Habakkuk 3, 17 through 18. And Habakkuk was a, a man in living a long time ago in the Old Testament uh, portion of the Bible. And he was living in a time where there was a series of just bad kings who are perverting the people of the kingdom of Judah. And Habakkuk is looking at all that's going on. It seems like these people are just going unpunished. And he's asking God, why? Why is this happening? But through the process of asking why, he sees God's true nature and that he can be counted on. God, we can trust him. Take a look at what he says here. says, though the fig tree does not bud, Now that's something you would expect to happen, a fig tree. you expect it to produce figs. So he's dealing with an expectation here. So though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Backing saying God is someone that can be trusted. He's in control of whatever's going on in our, our life. Two weeks ago, I was getting ready for, for church, and my wife Gina was sick. and um, It was one of those times in life it just felt like life's going 100 miles an hour, and I'm just running from one thing to the other. And I got up in the morning, I realized, oh, I'm going to church, which is, that's my work. And I'm taking my kids. That's hard to work when you have your kids with you. And I didn't know what to do. And so I just prayed. I said, God, I don't even really know what help I need right now. I don't know what's going on. I was so busy just getting everybody ready to go. And I said, please just send the help that I need to be able to do what I need to do when I get there. A little while later, a friend texted, said, That they wanted to help us in any way they could that morning. They knew Gina was sick. And so we set up a time they could take the kids and I could get my work done. God can be trusted if we lean on him. He is in control of what's going on and he will help us if we call out to him and ask for his help. You see, a lot of times when someone doesn't meet our expectation in family life, we think... That that need of ours is just going to go unmet. And when we think our needs aren't going, to go aren't going to be met, we freak out. We respond in anger or disappointment or control. So that we can make sure our needs are met. We think that if we don't take, of ourse- take care of ourselves, nobody else is going to take care of us. But God will meet our needs. He'll meet your needs if you turn to him. In those times, he's not surprised by the disappointment that you're feeling. You can turn to him, ask him for help. And with God's help, you can choose to respond in grace instead of how you naturally want to respond in that situation. Here's some verses from the Bible that can help you to fight those emotions that you're feeling in the moment when someone doesn't live up to your expectations. There's a lot going on from the time someone doesn't live up to your expectations to the words that we say. It might happen in seconds, but there's a lot processing in your brain and your heart of what's going to come out and how you're going to respond in that situation. So you might want to memorize Proverbs 29:22. The Bible can be a real help to calm your anger down if it's just starting to boil your blood and you remember this verse. Proverbs 29, says, An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Memorizing this verse and bringing it to mind when you start to feel angry will help you to not let those words come out of your mouth that are going to do real damage. Another verse or when you're feeling like you just want to withdraw from the situation with people and that you might want to memorize is Romans 12:18 It says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So as far as it depends on you, live at peace. So that sulking, that feels not, like it's not as bad as lashing out in anger. It's, you're not pursuing peace. So maybe you want to memorize that to help you not play those games. Or when you're feeling like you want to control the situation because your expectations aren't being met, a verse to memorize that might help you to see that God is in control of this situation. Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Imagine the difference that responding with grace Instead of harsh words or withdrawing or trying to control, imagine the difference that that can make in your family life. It can make it sweet. It can breathe life into your family rather than tearing it down. So let's take a look at some next steps in response to the message today. What's something that you want to take home with you this week? Try out in response to hearing from God's word this morning. Here's a few next steps. They're on your back of your connection card. They're also on the handout in your your program. But here's a few next steps you might want to take. My next step today is to set realistic expectations by fill in the blank. You might want to look back over your handout and, and pick one of those areas to really help you set realistic expectations. Or respond rightly to unmet expectations by, is there some perspective That you need to shift in your life as far as how God relates to you and you relate to Him. Maybe you haven't made Jesus the boss of your life yet, and you need to talk to somebody about that. If that's the case, write that on your connection card, and we'll get in touch with you this week. Set up a time where we can talk that through. Or, my next step today is to respond with grace instead of fill in the blank. What's your go to? And when unmet expectations come up, what can you respond with grace with instead of filling that blank? Please think through a next step. Stop letting the expectations kill the joy in your relationship. Would you pray with me as we continue to worship? God, we just thank you so much for your help. We Thank you for the help that you give us through the Bible and how we can learn how to rightly respond to unpleasant situations, and we just ask for your help. Help us to all consider what the next step you have for us is this morning. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.